it working? Hello? Hello? I, I know people like that. I did, did they? Did you? Did it pass? I so, I... Okay. <laughs> In the chat room, we invite you back after the show to join the Scuba Divers Roundtable. So we'll give you a little tease at the end of this show, and then we usually on Sundays or Mondays, depending on how the weekend goes, we'll have that episode posted. So That so. would be just perfectly convenient. So until next week, uh, go out there and get wet. And dive safe. Turn it off. Rich. Ahoy, who did that? I have no idea. I'm back. Excellent. <laughs> you're, you're not going to berate me for mistaking that girl for a guy, are you? Not I. <laughs> Let's see. I, I, Rich is trying to get a hold of us, I think, but he's not showing up on my list as being online. Um, he is uh, currently dialing me up. I'm going to decline his call. Uh, here we go. You got him? Yep, I think I got him. You there? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I have. Uh, I came home from the aquarium, and uh, my brother was watching the kids, and they're watching a movie, and it was like, uh, guys, I can't watch a movie. I got to go watch Scuba Obsessed. Scuba <laughs> Obsessed, and I can't. Yes! <laughs> I can't wait, wait do that to him. Breaking what? families one episode at a time. Yeah. <laughs> your, your priorities are all messed up. Wait, wait, Girl, wait. Hey, Jim, I, they're, they're, Jim, I got two hours of bottom time today. My priorities <laughs> are messed up. I got How do I hang the thing sea up? Turtle hang this Andy. Thing. Jim, the sad thing is it's going to take us like three months to get two hours of bottom I know. time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was good. So how was your show? I'll have to get it. Da- I'll have to download it later. Yeah, we we talked about you for about forty five minutes, and there was thirty people in the chat room. Really? No, no. <laughs> Nobody was taken up for you either. But I, I tried to. Yeah. No, we actually had a pretty good chat room tonight. We had about uh, ten people, so similar to last week, but a lot of new faces uh, and some some uh, that we've had before. Like it's I, all that, it's all that fantastic marketing I've been doing for Divers Sync. It's been fl- coming off on you guys. Oh, great! Thank you very much. <laughs> did you hate? Did you see? Uh, I didn't tell you. Did you see uh, my Cafe Press stuff? Yeah, I did. I like. I like that. You can go do it. I mean, it's free. Yeah, I- I've uh, done stuff. I've used another service called Zazzle. Before. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I'm. I just need to go through, and I, I'm. I'm I'm too particular. I need to just get out there and throw some logos, but uh, no, just use that one with your six tanks. I like that one. You like that one? Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll have to do some of that. Uh, Jim and I keep brainstorming some ideas. We got some great ideas. Uh, we just need to, to to get them down and go. But yeah, that would be easy enough to do. I got that. I got that in Adobe Illustrator. So cool. That's all. The, um, so uh, I got Captain Tom. And, okay. Uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, if you guys are redo, I mean, I've got it. If you guys don't want to do it, I mean, I kind of mentioned that I'm going back to Cooper River, and like everybody was like, "I want to go." <laughs> yeah, all right, good. So, so what are we um, looking at here? Uh, I'm not sure. I well, right now I got to look at it because if you guys are doing all your wives, I'll get you a price for that. Because right now it's it's about I got to look at how the hotel works out because I don't know what the pricing is. I I only know what April is. I don't know what the pricing in October is. I think I'm gonna right. only afford to bring one of my wives. So. Well, you can bring Jim's wife. Jim and I room <laughs> together, and you can have all of their wives. I've, 
I uh, <laughs> we, I probably ought to make an exception to that, but hey, all right. <laughs> the um the only catch is the tides suck in in August in October. Our first dive, your first dive in the river, will leave the dock at six thirty a.m. That's okay. I can get six, out of bed. Six thirty. I'm, I'm not. That time's not registering. That's four. No, it's it, it's pretty awesome. You drive up the river, and about seven thirty, the sun starts coming up, and so you see a little bit of hint. You, you learn a new term. It's called civil twilight. That's actually a time of. It's it's when the sun is six degrees below the horizon. It's called Civil Twilight, and you can just see the horizon barely. And uh, we get out in Civil Twilight where it's a little bit light, but the sun hasn't come up yet, and you roll off the thing into complete black water. And you get down in the bottom, and you spend an hour, and you come up, and it's Sunday. It's day. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I don't mind going going early. That would be, but, that'd be um, fine. Yeah, our first dive would be at 6.30, and the second trip starts at 1. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Typically, what I do with the the trip, and I would set it up as a as a divers incorporated trip, and I would do pictures and T-shirts, and um, I pay for the. You just have to get there. Everything else is covered. So whatever price they give you, I'll give you everything. Now, if you guys want to say, well, I'll deal with paying for air fills and I'll deal with all this kind of stuff. I mean, that's all fine and dandy, and I can price it out that way. But most people just say, you know what? So you just give me it, right? Then you just can charge it, and you're done. Mm-hmm. And right. so I can do it that way, or I can set it up where you guys do the uh, do the hotel, and then I'll just pay the boat, and then you guys can pay for air fills and all that happy horse shit. Mm-hmm. So let me know. Okay. I, I mean, it's either way. Um, yep. But the uh, I figure it's you and Jim and Mac for right now. Yeah. And then, Jim, you want to bring your wife? Yeah, and actually, my uh, both sons are going to be um, – one's a diver, so that, okay. that adds another diver to the mix. Do you want them to room with you? You want a separate room? Um, we could all share a room. It's okay. you know double uh, two queen size or whatever. So that's nine okay. to a room, Jim. Yeah, um, yeah, nine to a room. That's the way I'm figuring it out. <laughs> if you guys want to, you're welcome. No, to. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my matter, wife will not. Matches off the off the bed, and one sleeps on the springs, and one's got the match. <laughs> I'm just done Mac, would you be bringing a missus? Negative. I may be down in Carolina before that, and I'll just migrate over the, to Charleston. Okay, cool. So Mac is. Do uh, you care who you room with? Me? Yeah. I, I got I got relatives down there. <laughs> oh, okay. So we'll just set it up with no room for you. Yeah, I just need to know the arrangements for the date, time, and cost of the boat ride in the air. Okay, cool. I'll do that then. Um, Mac, no room. So that's four divers so far. Okay. So that's four. You think your club can pick up two more, or do you want me to get them? Um, have we gotten any well, interested in that? Four or five. That's me. That's five. One more. Okay, one more. <laughs> All of a sudden, I you're did, sitting on the dock waving. I did that once. Oh. <laughs> I did that once. I called up a charter boat captain, and I had told him, because he would say 10 people to the boat, and I told him, I said, I screwed up, and I didn't count myself. And he's like, all right, we'll make it work. <laughs> we'll strap you to the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can double check so, Schultz, and uh, I'm not sure about Larry or Ken at this juncture. Richard might be interested. He's in so that kind one, of stuff. That's one more, and uh, I'll make it work from there. I'll, I'll have you guys an exact price. I left it all at work, so I'll get you guys an exact yeah. price tomorrow. Yeah, no problem. Do but we know uh, a date, Rich? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, re- I sent it to Darren. I texted it to Did him, so he must have ignored me. Text? Um, 
What's it? Oh, no, I sent it. I sent it via Skype messages. Oh, okay. Well, let me look. I probably oh, boy. October eighth and ninth. October eighth and ninth. Okay. I like that. That's a that's a it's got a nice ring to it. It does. Yeah, we get down there on Friday the seventh, and uh, I typically I'll get down there as early as I can, and then I'll go hang out at the. Like, I, I love the uh, uh, aircraft carrier there, so I'll go try to hang out there, and then. Um, Dive all day Saturday from 6 a.m. until about 6 p.m. Then we go to dinner downtown, and then we'll dive early morning on Sunday, and then call it a day. Head home. Okay. Yeah, the dive on Sunday will be 6.32, so we'll be done before 1, which will make it Mm -hmm. perfect because the girls get up and get showered and (laughs) shaved and all that happy stuff, and we come back to the hotel and shower quick and head home. Yeah, I think that'll be a blast. It is a good time. The water temperature, you could probably be looking at... 65 to 70 degrees oh really yeah so wet is no problem no worries wet hood probably won't even need gloves but i always wear gloves yeah and uh i can if you got people i'll come out i mean if you get one more person for your thing where it's the four of you guys and then one more person i'll come out to you with a presentation on how to dive the river sometime this summer like for your one of your club meetings oh okay Mm mm-hmm and I'll just That'd be cool. talk it up for the club meeting and see where we can go from there. See, Jim, I think he's just trying to find a way to get a dive out in Lake Michigan, though. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm trying to find a, a way to justify the price. Of it. Oh, I'm just teasing. You could, you could write it off. That's what the trick is. <laughs> Actually, it is. It's try to come out and do a dive in Lake Michigan with you. I want to dive that up. Uh, at Ann Arbor Five, really bad. Oh, hopefully, I drove that twice last year, so. Uh, usually there's good three or four trips usually in the course of a year that that end up making it there. Yeah, that that is really neat the way that it's buried. Um, and, and and honestly, I've never dove Lake Michigan proper, so I mean, if you guys dump me off the end of the pier, at least I can put it in logbook that I've now done all the lakes. Right. Oh, well, yeah. There's there's no problem. We can if you're there and we don't get completely blown out because of crappy weather, we'll be able to get you in Lake Michigan so many times. I mean, some of the some of the wrecks. Might not be anything too exciting, just a couple of bones, but uh, it's okay. I can make it exciting with my camera. Yeah, right. So <laughs> some editing will do wonders. Yeah, it's really fun. But I got to get back to my 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 guests. So um, I wanted Why to make not? sure that I told you guys. So October eighth and ninth, and it's an in. It's a go. I've already told Tom I'm coming. Okay. And and he's like, uh, all right, I cleared my schedule for you. <laughs> He he loves me. Right. Well, good. I'm the only dive shop owner that consistently fills his boat. So what did he have planned on October 8th or 9th already? He had to clear, or is that just the way he talks? Uh, he's just the way he talks. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. It's no, it's funny because he, uh, he, he's, he's really funny because um, he and I have – I have a lot of relationships with boat captains, and, and it's part of what I do and part of what you pay for when, when you go on a trip with me is – I have a lot of these relationships with boat captains where, um, like as far as Cooper River is concerned, if you let me know that you're not going at least a month in advance, then I've that I can get you your money back. Mm-hmm. It's it's just uh, all but whatever the fees were. I usually mm-hmm. charge twenty five bucks, but I mean that's the cool thing about it is I call up Tom and I say, here I'm coming April or October 9th or October 8th and 9th, and he's like, okay, I know Rich is going to count on it. I can bank that money, and I don't even have to ask him for deposits. I send him deposits, right. but he doesn't ask me for them. Yep. yep. But it's Good. like when you guys send me money, I'll send it to him, but I won't have to deal with it until then. So check with the missuses, and uh, I can tell you a ton of stuff to do. There's great restaurants. There's fantastic shopping. 
Um, the entire downtown Charleston is like a mall, except it's all separate stores. Um, the only thing that, I'm, uh, that I'll warn you to be surprised about is they've got these really cool baskets that are handmade. They're, they're like swamp breeds that are handmade all woven together. They're beautiful. But like you grab this basket that's the size of a dinner, dinner plate and you look at it and it's just gorgeous. And you're like, man, this is so cool. And then they tell you it's 160 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can get right. that. How much is it? 160 bucks. We can't get that, honey. No, it's just not realistic. <laughs> I got I got 20 bucks. Well, I've got one for 20 bucks. And he pulls you out something that looks like a coaster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's all snaggled around the top. Yep. Nice. It's a doily. Yeah. But it's cool. So now you got right. something to look forward to. Yeah, certainly. So Rich's yeah. rule of diving. Rich's rule of diving number two you guys have now done. What's that? Have something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Right. See? Always. Yeah, so, I, trip. so you guys will love the river. If you listen to the program, I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you love my river dive okay. this week. No, I'll just tell you flat out. It was great. Um, we, uh, it was something that's never happened to me before. We got up, we got iced out, which has happened to me before. We ate, ate and I'll give you the, the 30 second version because everybody's here. My wife's going to get pissed at me because she's entertaining. But um, we get up to the Harrison's Island where we were going to dive, and it's all completely iced over, right? Mm-hmm. So we sit down and eat breakfast, figuring we're not going to get any dives in a day. And we got a second place over at Marine City. So we, an hour later after breakfast and a drive over there, we get up to Marine City. The whole time driving up the river, it's solid ice, just nothing but chunks. We get up to Marine City, and the spot that we dive consistently is 100 yards wide, about a mile long of clear water. So we were like, all right, let's do it. So we got in for a four, uh, like a 20. I said, cut it short, make it about 20, 25 minutes, come up, check the ice, and if it's good, get back down. Well, about 25 to 30 minutes into the dive, an icebreaker comes through. Oh. <laughs> we all hear it. All of us go, that's not good. Let's come up. As I came up, the wave from the icebreaker just kind of tosses me into the uh, the breakwater which I was bracing myself good for it. I went back down, grabbed a rock. Everything was good. But my buddy's dive gear was strapped to the river line and was just getting slammed right up against the dock. If I had an inflated, if I have a completely inflated BCD, I probably could have stepped up onto the dock. These waves were so big, right? Because I guess they make a huge wake to break up the ice. So then uh, we all get out of the water. And the water was turned from about 10-foot visibility to milk brown. Like chocolate milk brown. So we swim out in chocolate milk brown water doing the whole sea turtle thing because you couldn't see anything. You pop up, look, and then you get underwater and swim. Pop up, look, get underwater and swim. And we get out of the water. It is um, seven degrees out on the without wind chill. The girl that got out first, she's like frozen solid by the time all of the rest of us get out. So we get everybody out of their gear. Everything's cool. We go in and eat lunch. And we come back out after about an hour of lunch, and everywhere we had dived was solid sheets of ice. Solid. And we left the dive flag in and had to actually chip it out. (laughs) (laughs) So it was good. So that was my Saturday dive. And then uh, I'm going this Saturday. So hope you're getting – how was your ice dive? It was great. Yeah, we had a a great ice dive. Uh, Ice was probably seven, eight inches thick, about five inches uh, nice clear ice. And then the top three inches were that – kind of honeycomb white yeah. ice but yeah. uh real good visibility was probably uh I, I it changes every time i tell the story but you know probably 30 <laughs> to 50 feet it would Sweet. be a dive story if it wasn't changing oh yeah right right so well, yeah guys, nice. gonna, i gotta get going so i'll hang up and i'll probably disconnect all three of you but um <laughs> 
if I don't see you before October, we're now diving together in October. So uh, right I'll on. hit you up with money when I need it. Okay. Okay. All right, buddy. I'll, I'll, I'll get you. I'll, I'll email it to the show at um, scubaobsessed.com. I'll email you all the details tomorrow. Sounds great. All right. Thanks. Thanks. See, see you. Right. Yep, bye. Bye-bye. So You are hello? unmuted. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why it does that. Everybody went away again. <laughs> Just the voices, Mac. Just the voices. Not kind of noise in my head, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so what do you think of the ice dive Saturday, Mac? I enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah, the only the only thing I have to say about the ice dive is it is a lot of prep work. <laughs> yep, and that's the other reason so many people don't do it. Right. Yeah. But again, look at all the divers and how many we don't see diving, and then up mm-hmm. that we do dive, how many don't ice dive? Well, I didn't realize that was uh, uh, Richard's first ice dive. Uh, neither did I. Otherwise, I would not have let him go by himself. That's why when I did go down, I went to find everybody. <laughs> I wasn't comfortable leaving him down there by himself. Well, you know, when when he first came down, because I saw that diving concepts, at first I thought it was Bob. Uh-huh. But just the way he moved wasn't quite the same as Bob. And I'm like, that's not Bob. Right. Now, he was playing around down by the boat, and since he likes to sort of, he's dove that before during the summer. He, it doesn't bother him to start traveling out looking for stuff, and he, I wouldn't want him looking for stuff in dark water because, one, he didn't have a flashlight either. No. Well, plus it's – I mean, you are under ice. <laughs> and I thought yeah. everybody did a real good job about not making kicks on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Visibility actually stayed intact more so than it did last time. Yeah. What I did notice this time because I did some – laps around the dive platform just working on buoyancy we've been doing all those river dives and you kind of get a little rusty for a a little bit on the buoyancy but i noticed that just by lightly brushing up or like grabbing the chain or brushing Uh up against the platform that's enough it's amazing how much debris that stirs up oh big time so when when it's clear like this it really kind of highlights that if you want to keep the vis up and then there was stuff where i wasn't hitting the bottom but just even without touching the platform, I was stirring up some debris. Yeah, just the movement of water. And I, I would like to go second with... Uh, um, we didn't do a plan your dive, dive your plan, and talk it out first. That's exactly right. So anyway... But, um, but yeah, good. good uh, what, what, did you get a temperature reading, Mac? What do you have? I don't have a temperature gauge. Oh. My hands don't freeze. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Well, that's why I was going. That's why I was saying it had to be about forty because it felt about forty. Other than like Jim had said that you know, your face got cold pretty quick. River dives always freeze me out much more than an ice dive. Always have. If you can do the river, you can do the ice. Yeah. Well, I was out playing today. Where'd you go? Well, I have some interesting little. I've been doing some research for the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've actually now got a map specific for the. That pier that goes out with the railroad tracks. Oh. And I also found an Indian camp area near that same area. Ah. Really? Actually did an archaeological dig on that in the 40s. And I haven't fixed on where that is, too. That's a side thing for me. I'm going to go metal detect that area. Yeah. Well, if you can figure out where it is in the shore, you know that there's got to be some stuff along there. Well, it's up in the bluff back in the um, 1860. When actually 1855, 1860-65, when they gathered all the Indians up and took them out west, some of them didn't want to go. And Grand Mirror, if you looked at it 150 years ago, 
uh, ain't the same as it is nowadays. Like where the interstate was up to the bluff. Yeah. All of that was swamp. That was not a road. Right? Okay. And all of that is where the Indians lived. And they actually were very evasive back there. Oh, so, so they're trying to avoid being forced to leave. Right. And they did. They were very successful. But anyway, I've got a, a good shot of what that is. I'm going to uh, go out this year, find the rails with the detector. And then if you guys want to go out there and uh, validate it really is there, you can. And then I found uh, four more areas with piers. And uh, I've got the maps and the plots from uh, 1860, 1863, 1873. Plotted them out because I read about them exactly where they're at. So I got the maps. And then I found some places in the St. Joe River and Niles that we are going to be diving, guys. <laughs> We're missing where we should be diving. Really? Okay. Excellent. So uh, is, is, there, is there ice in the river? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that won't be there for long. I mean, uh, well, I, what I've done, I got pictures and uh, I'm going to send over a couple to you guys. You know, I don't tell anybody out of the club yet, because if they haven't dove it, I want to get there. We want to get there first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <clears throat> and uh, the other item is I'm plotting out wrecks uh, on my on my regular chart. You know, the real one. Yep. Uh, from here to New Buffalo. <clears throat> And those sand wrecks we've been looking at, I don't think they're sand wrecks. I finally found the name of the boat that sank, and I said the guys on shore saw the sails or the the mast still sticking out of the water. Yeah. I know where that one's at, and I, well, I knew where it was. I know where it went. I know the location. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be there when we look, but uh, ah. you're talking within a mile of the piers. There's four wrecks. I believe That's it. What we like to hear. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you've heard so many stories about stuff being there. Well, what you don't realize, and I didn't remember it until I got the other charts, is you know where the pier is right now? Yeah. And where your entry is? Did you know back when they said ram the piers and got hit in the sandbar? You know where that really was? No. The pier used to, the water used to go out. And you know where the bluff comes up, just starts to curve when you're in the boat and you're looking to your left? Mm-hmm. All right. You know where the railroad bridge is? Yeah. Okay. Go to the railroad bridge, turn left, go another quarter mile, because that's the way the river used to run. It used to be parallel to the bluff. So it used to run parallel to the bluff. Where Silver Beach is? Yeah. That used to be land, and there is a river between that and the bluff is where the entry went. It came out, did a 90-degree angle out, and that's why the boats couldn't get in and out, and they were always going aground out there. I got a record of three boats that were out there waiting a storm out so they could get in the freaking channel, lost their anchors. So their anchors are out there. The boats made it in, but their anchors didn't. So you're talking from a mile of the piers right now, there's at least four to five wrecks for sure, three anchors that were broken free of their of their schooners. So we like it's that. like I am looking forward to this year. <laughs> So anyway, when I mark the chart up, I'll show you where it's at. So if you guys get out there on your own, you'll have an idea where to go looking. You know, you, you said that. Have you looked up the old uh, – because I looked at the plat maps in Bering Springs, but I didn't think to go out to the pier. I wonder if that's reflective on those plat maps. The Well, hang on a second. I'll give you some history here. I was going to make some notes and put it in the newsletter, uh, but let me find my note here for a second. Okay. Just give you a heads up. That pier that I'm talking about down by Grand Mere is called Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M Pier. It used to have one of the biggest sawmills in the area. And if you look at the land, you can figure out why he went there because you're obviously not going to have it in front of the other three lakes. It's got to be on left or right side of it. 
so you don't have to come across water. Anyway, so that's where that is. I got that marked. Okay. In 1839, the river was parallel to Lake Michigan for almost a quarter mile, maybe a little more. The, they straightened out the pier in 1836. So when you start looking at shipwrecks before that, the location of those wrecks are a quarter mile away. Hmm. Uh, the, south, the north pier was 1,000 feet in 1866, and the south pier was only 212 feet and 14-foot depth. So when you're talking about they ran into the pier and then sank, they basically did. But if you've only got a draft of six feet and you sink in 14-foot <laughs> of water, you got nine feet of water over it. Your sails are going to be out. They're going to chop that. But how are they going to recover the boat? And they didn't in many cases. Uh, let's see. I like here. that. The uh, ship canal, I got pictures of that. It was dug out in 1860. Originally, it was, it was completed in 1862. It was one mile long, 50 feet wide. 10 feet deep. In 1866, they dredged it out to 12 feet deep and made it 75 feet wide. That area that we went and I said, we need to dive this. You guys still there? Yep, I'm still here. Yeah, we're here. Oh, I just got something. Yo, I lost it. But all those pilings coming out, I got a picture of all the old boats tied up to those freaking pilings, guys. We need some visibility or we need somebody to do a line dive because I'm sure it's got crap out there. But by the same token, it sure sounds like there should be other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, sent you a link, which is to a plat map from 1873, map of Bering County, drawn by H.F. Walling. Uh, hang on. Let me see if I got. What I did is I went and photographed all this. That's why I have photos. <laughs> oh, just as a side note, I also went to the library and I got, uh, you know, we're talking about the French fort yep. and died in that area. Right. Well, I got, I got the uh, videos of when they put the pumping wells down. And some of the stuff they found and where they're at. And I got a map off of that. So I listened, watched a couple of videos and stop, frame it, and then take a picture of it. <laughs> That's a sneaky way to get a map. But it works. It works. So we, we've got some fun stuff to do this year. Yeah, no right. doubt. What what did you just say you sent me? It's in Skype. It's in the chat. It's a plat map. Okay. Um, is that Atlas uh, Burying Company, Michigan, uh, 1873? Uh, let me enhance it. 320 Chestnut Street, somewhere in Philadelphia. Is that who did that one? Uh, let's see. David Rumsey Historical Map Collection. The author is Walling, H.F. Walling. Publishers R.M. and S.T. Tackleberry of Detroit. It's okay, an atlas map. One. Yeah, okay, but I'm it's not... but that's 1873, so I wouldn't be surprised if four or five companies went together on it and then you know one guy made it once and sold it to four different people okay i've got i photographed the covers of what i took so i could orient the pictures to the the year uh-huh. and i got a picture of that one and that's totally different i'm looking at the surveys and stuff and that has nothing j dj lake ce whatever ce stood for yeah civil engineering maybe published by co titus t-i-t-u-s yeah that's a, that's a different one but the reason the 73 was important was if you go from 73 up, you will not find any plat with any of the piers because that's that time period, the, the heyday of lumbering was very short. So I, I went back to find it before that so I could find out where the piers were. And then I compared to 73 with it. There is nothing on it. So if you didn't get the right one, you'd never know the piers were there. Yeah, because this one in 73, 1873 doesn't show any piers. But you can see that the mouth is different than how it is now. Right. So what I did is I took some pictures of it for three different ways. It also shows us we need to be diving where we're diving, but on the opposite side. 
I know, you know, they, they, they uh, dredge it out, but they don't dredge it. Like I can't imagine they dredge it 15 feet to the side. No. Which means there should be debris out there from years and years and years ago. Cause ain't nobody diving at people. No. Nope. We just need a way to get in and out of the water on that side. You watch just go just, uh, um, it depends on what we need to do is map up the streets that are showing up in that plat map to where they are now. Cause you might be able to dive from Lions park. Well, you got to go too far. I mean, to get to the river there downtown is where you want to dive. Lions Park's a long way up. Or no, down- Lion, did I say Lions? Yeah, well, Lions. Well, because I. You can launch a boat there, but yeah. I was talking doing, a, you know, off the boardwalk. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could do that. Silver Beach, you could go right in there. But anyway, I've got some stuff and uh, it, it's becoming very interesting. Very neat. I'm, I'm excited about that aspect. Well, it just seems like everything kind of uh, took uh, place right there at the uh, the end of the season. Well, November was a bad month. I mean, they've been four major, major storms in November that just wrecked dozens upon dozens of, of boats. But one of the schooners that I'm interested in is it's 1860. It's the Hurricane. That's the name of the boat in November. It's eight miles north of St. Joe. That puts it a little north of Havana, also huh. within a mile ashore. The 1865 was the whip. That broke up a quarter mile north of the North Pier. That's right off the freaking pier, you know, mm-hmm. to the north side. Quarter mile is not very far. That's in the same area as our uh, intake tunnels for the waterworks. Right. So it's like we need to be looking for bones out there. Uh, 1868 was the AP Dutton. That was a shallow draft vehicle or a boat. On the way to St. Joe, sank before it got here. That one was also full of school furniture. <laughs> the William Tell, I don't know exactly where that one is other than it, it burned. So the superstructure is gone, but you should find timbers and bones. And that was 20 miles from St. Joe to the south. Now, 20 miles is a long way, but wonder how much she drifted. Uh, right. 1870, the Union, it went to pieces off the south pier. I don't think you're going to find anything there because by now we'd have seen it. Or... Pieces would have washed up on shore. Uh, 1871 was the Emma, one mile from the harbor. It said parts of the hull came ashore days later, so that must have really broken up. But mask, other debris could have been out there in the sand. But that's my point. It's like I get reading that and I get really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we need to get out there and and run some, uh, record some data from your hummingbird, you know, do a lot of the slow back and forth stuff and, and see what we can find. Well, uh, I got with Larry again. We're going to finish that tow sub or the tow vehicle for mm-hmm. it to five feet under. So, but yep. have the transducers on the bottom of the boat make a big difference. And have yes, a, absolutely. So I'm looking to see if I can get me something to get out there. Ideally, what they use overseas is always 12 to 15 foot Zodiac, one engine that's reliable. And that's exactly what I need. So if it's a flat day, I get out there and go back and forth till I run out of gas. Right. Come back and get more. Yep. That's what you got to have is when it's flat, be out there looking. Yep, that's right. There's no reason we cannot find some of this crap. Yeah, wouldn't that be neat to find something uh, that dates way back like that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like that piece that came ashore. I'm trying to find all Mm -hmm. the wrecks in that area that could be that one or parts of the hull coming ashore. Mm -hmm. Like that couple of years ago when I was flying during the, the winter before the ice got away, found a huge section of hull trapped in the right. ice, and that's in the area that was uh, only a couple of miles north of the North Pier. But, I could, you know, by the time I got up there, the ice had gone. 
no piece of wood and it sure didn't come ashore. So where'd they go and where'd they come from? Maybe it was that one we're talking about off the Havana or north of the Havana. You know. Anyway, it's, it's, uh, if I mark the map out, then everybody can make theirs. Then at least when you're in an area, you have an idea that in this area, you know, something did go down. So when you find some bones or sand wreck, it possibly could be more than a sand wreck. Now, was that uh, that map, the atlas you had, was that the Graves Atlas? I'm reading the front cover, and it says Atlas of Berrien County, Michigan, from actual surveys by and under the direction of DJ Lake CE, published by CO Titus okay, in I, Philadelphia, 1873. Yeah, see, I found a third one here. I found the Atlas of Berrien County, actual surveys by W.W. Graves. Okay, let me look at the other ones I've got. I, and I did go down and look at the stuff for uh, Berrien Springs. The uh, schooner, the Davy Crockett, I had read about that. I never realized that sucker sunk in the in the St. Joe River. Oh, really? Uh, seven the, miles from Berrien Springs. Really? Yeah. They took the engines off, put it in a different boat, but the hull, it'd be really, really wild to find part of a big hull out there because that's the only one I know that physically sank there. And in the one of Platt, it had a picture of downtown of the Niles River, a little wider than it looks now, with steamboats in there. In Niles River? Well, the St. Joe River and Niles. Well, right, not. right, right. But I'm, th I'm thinking that, uh, I mean, that had to have been pre-dam. Oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, they poured the it. Dam is, the dam is, what, 50 years old, 60 years old, something like that? Yeah, and we're talking 100 years. Well, actually, I've got pictures of a dam over 100 years ago. Of the Lake Chapin Dam? Yes. No, no, the one up from that. Buchanan? Uh, Buchanan. Miles between that and Bertrand. Because you've got the, uh, you got the, Buchanan Dam, and then you have the one up, which is the French Paper Mill Dam. Right, right. That's one you can see on the 1903s and stuff. But I'll, I'll send you a couple of the pictures so you can see what I'm talking about. But I'm just trying to get my enthusiasm level up so when the ice goes away, I can get back out there. <laughs> oh, that's not going to take a whole lot. Well, I took on their pictures of the stuff they were finding. They were actually working in the swamp area because that river has changed tremendously. But um, I, I copied the part of what they were finding in one little place, and it was the uh, if you got rid of the musket or the hand musket, the the pistol, and looked at the 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 works on the side, the actions, and the hammer and the flints. That's what they were finding, among other things. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, I'm looking at this this next atlas, and they got the mouth completely different. So it, I almost wonder if this is a later what, atlas. What year? Oh, let me see. What was that? Oh, I mean, I'm zoomed in too far now. Uh, uh, this is 1887. So within, so 15 years from 1873 to 1887, it really changed. Oh, big time. Uh, they've changed on the left side especially. And if you'll notice in the back 150 years ago, Everything on the left-hand side, that was swamp. And they actually filled it in and drained it. Yeah. Not to mention that, I got a picture of where the St. Joe River, part of that river was almost freaking downtown. I can copy, I wish I could, is there a particular way I could send this particular one to you? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know. I mean, other than, uh, you know, post, a, you know, copy a picture and send it to Facebook. <laughs> Can't you just email it as a photo? Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm going to do that right now. I'm just saving it so I can find it. St. Joe River, 
I'm going to put it at the uh, lowest compression so I can send it. Oh, I better do that. I'm going to name it. Ah! I hate that when I do that. It's going to be St. Joseph AAA. That's what I'm saving it. I'll see if I can find it. And let me get online. I'm going to send that to you. Give you an idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> this wreck stuff really is like, oh, God, get my blood going here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy to. Well, this, this is this is where you know I kind of wish we had a a rich benefactor who could pass a decent wage just to go out and search for wrecks. Screw the wage, just give me a side scan. I mean, oh, I, I got kids who still got to go to school yet. I've got to do. I'm doing a fundraiser here in a few weeks just to to help pay for. Saw that for your kid. Yeah, did you see that? Uh, it's, it's gotten some good press release. The press is on all the newspapers, so hopefully we get a little bit. Oh, come on. You know, it never works as fast as you want when you want it. That's true. Yeah, okay. What was the date on this plat map, Darren, that you showed? Which one? The, the first one? The 1873? Yeah. No, 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 no. The other one? This one that you showed uh, actually has the piers in their current location. Oh, the, the second one? Yeah. Second one, that's like um, that one was like 1885. Yeah, it seems to be about the time where things changed. You can never get it as fast as you want it. Hang on, guys, I'll get it to you. Okay, I think I just sent it. See if that that one gets to you. Did you get something yet or not? Not yet. Okay. Uh, let's see. Sent. All right. According to mine, it did get sent. Up oh, pitcher. Yeah, triple A or something. Not XXX though. <laughs> Here we go. It's trying. It's chugging along. Okay. Is that like the one in yours? Uh. It lo that looks like the second one, but not the first one. Yeah. Do you see how the river is? If you go from the lake back and it suddenly goes, whoa, parallel to the regular river. Mm -hmm. Like where Industrial Island, it's like, that's a little different. Looks like Industrial Island was quite a bit different, which it was. Wow. But the interesting item is when you look at that curve, that's where all the docks used to be. And that's where that boardwalk is now, basically, but straightened out. Yeah. Okay, let me send you another one. Yeah, see the the okay, cuz that, that that's like the second map that we had. All right, had you seen that one before? Well, not in that level of detail. It's a, it was a plat map which wasn't that detailed. Okay, this is another older one. Uh this one's 1860. That one you're looking there is probably 1873. Yeah, we got we got to remember that uh at that time, St. Joe and Benton, you know, Benton Harbor weren't the county seat. It was still Bering Springs. Mm -hmm. So the town was probably growing, but wasn't as established. Okay, let me go back to... Okay. See what that one looks like? I'm trying to get a better picture of the original. 
and I haven't got a good one off a plat map. The earliest ones I could get from the library reserves is 1860, so I'm going to go to Benton Harbor. They have a better facility and a lot better maps and stuff. You can see it's worth taking a camera with macro lens when you go to the library. Oh, yeah. And it, it saves trying to draw something, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, that's quite a bit different. Right. And then if you, you can almost see where, well, you can on that one, really, but it is different. So if you start looking at that and then trying to say, well, it wrecked on the mouth of the South Pier, well, hell, that's downtown. You know, that's that's covered up with sand now. Well, what's weird is like if you look at all this stuff is, I mean, I can't, how did people navigate those roads? I mean, if you look like, the, let's look at Broad Street, for example, that goes right off a cliff. <laughs> I mean, th I can't believe that the elevations have changed that much since then. I think you pretty much had to be, you know, mountain climbing depending which road you took. Well, what I'm, I was trying to find also on the river with Burdett's Landing, I was trying to find... The, the line that they had across the river from one side to the next. And that's where we want to dive also for bottles that I haven't found a map with that on there. And that irritates me. Not so much to that, but what you should find on these old ones. And the one I just showed you, you see the black objects on the side of the pier or on the side of the river. Mm -hmm. Generally, those are the businesses. And quite often, if they're boat piers, they'll be labeled. So if you start finding the ones like this, that normally means they were heavily trafficked, which meant I'm going to dive in those areas. So I'm looking further down towards the Napier Bridge, which is not on any plats, of course, to see if I can find where Burdett's trading post, which is on the hill, went down and had a landing. That's what I want to look for. That's what I am looking for. It would be interesting would be to try and overlay these together. If the scaling were correct. Um, mm -hmm. trying to put down the scaling. Some of them are like um, one mile is two inches. Yeah, I'll have to play around with the scaling. I might be able to uh, turn the backgrounds transparent. We can overlay them because, I, like, I'm looking at that 1873 plat map, and it looks to be older than this first one you sent. It looks almost like this one where you can see where they started to put the breakwaters, that this 1873 was pre-breakwater where it looks like they put the breakwater, you can already see that the beach started to form mm -hmm. on that south side. And then it looks like they probably kind of cut off the north side, kind of went farther down into the lake. So they, they kind of probably dredged that out and put the breakwater in there to make it more navigable. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a good photo of the original one where it went parallel to the bluff and then out. Yeah. Because it's what you really want to look at when you're looking at their older wrecks and they're talking about the sandbars. Because there's three sandbars out there, and the, the last one's only like 14 feet. So when they get hung up on 14 foot of water in a storm, that's because they're low draft boats. You know, that's like having a flat bottom boat out there in a, in a gale. Yeah. But anyway, that's the kind of stuff I'm working on. I'll send you some stuff, but I thought I'd get off my dead butt and do something useful. Well, you were busy. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking up some other spots for other people. But uh, if you guys come up with something you want me to research, let me know. Yeah. And I made some different maps. I went ahead and looked at the ones for Paw Paw and Waterville and the river to see how they changed and where the dams were, where the mills were, where the furniture market was, where the furniture manufacturing was on the river. There's a lot of those. Dwajak, at least try to give us some sites to go look at. Well, what I'd love to do is like superimpose these and then be able to go by time. 
So you yeah. just kind of like move forward and back in time, and you could see how the waterfront had changed. Because when you look at like this this last map you sent, somebody spent a lot of time trying to lay in those contours. Those aren't just oh, those are not natural. Yeah, they're 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 trying to. You know, I mean, it was not quite navigation, but it was kind of their version. I don't think somebody just drew it to be drawing. All right. You want me to send you the one by the river and say why we need to be diving to a little different place? Sure. I'm afraid now. Oh, well, not really. Do you know when we, you know where we go off at Marymount? Uh, That's exactly where we want to go to, but we go upstream. And the towards, reason I'm looking at that is there's, there's one of the maps had a lot of businesses there, but if we go in at the railroad tracks and go down, there's, I'm, I've had dark objects. Well, here, let me just send the damn thing to you. Miles River's <laughs> nice railroad. Uh, you get another one. What I'm trying to do is whet your appetite to want to get wet a lot. <laughs> uh, it doesn't take much. I'll do a couple of railroad ones. Uh, let's see, attach. Okay. I know it's getting late too, so I'll finish this last one and get it out of the way for you guys. I didn't. I didn't reduce it before I did that. I need. Okay, it looked like it did it. Okay, should come at you. So how's Jim S doing? Is he doing any research in the winter? Yeah, he's been looking. He's got, like I said, that wreck. There's four out there. I'm just trying to confirm it without looking at his data yeah. to see if I can come up with the same conclusions. And that's why I'm going to mark my map with items that have been identified distant from the pier and an approximate depth. The least gives us a ballpark that if we come across something, we have an idea what it is. Did that one come up on yours yet? Um, it's trying. That must mean because it's big. Yeah, it I forgot the size. That's okay. It will scale it. It's starting. Well, you had wrote, you went by the railroad bridge with me that day. Remember how we walked down? Wow. This, is, this one's kind of hard to figure out what I'm looking at. Uh, look for the central railroad line that goes across the river. So in the middle of the page or okay. I send you something? Yeah, Michigan Central Railroad. Yep. Well, that's, uh, that's at the trestle. If you look at High Street. Which is, if you go right inland and trussel, you'll see High Street right there. Uh-huh. Okay, right at that corner across the street, that's where the gym and stuff is. But my point is, if you see you've got those objects that are blacked in there, right? generally that's because it's either a high traffic area or a, a, a very enterprising business. So it wouldn't surprise me a bit to see some material out through here. Not to mention, it used to have a road that went down to the river there. Well, that's what's weird. Did they tear up part of the – it makes you wonder if they drew it right because you're talking about River Street there. Well, before you get to River Street, it goes – it's on Front Street. Front Street is from – you know, that it goes from there around. River Street is the one if you go left. At that corner is where they have that little food place or the breakfast nook. Can't think yep. of the name of it. That breakfast. Duncan's, I think, yep. Well, that's what River Street is. We, you normally don't go down there. I have, but you guys normally don't. You normally go down Front Street until you hit Vermont and then turn left. But, oh, oh, I'm, I, I get what I'm looking at now. Okay. But according to this, there used to be another access right on downstream of us. What I did here is I just took a cutout because of that object, and I wanted to see what, what it was. Some kind of depot. It says Depot GM in that area. Well, I've got the whole, I mean, I've got the whole section. I just go on it and cut and paste what I want to look at. But that area, that's where I want to I want to dive, down or the uh, bridge. Yeah, I think that would be very cool. 
wonder if we could go in at the trestle and just kind of drift down because that's all park now down. Oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just, but there's plenty just of entries. stream of the trestle. Yeah, or you go in there at the canoe launch. Remember that launch by the theater? You take that road, you go straight on in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Sorry. I don't know if you've seen this picture here. This is an aerial picture I took of our area. I think you might find it interesting. It actually shows the area we want to dive. I want to dive. Trying to find my picture. I think that's it. I'm not sure. Okay. So on this one, I'm, 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 I had to overlay it with an actually current map because I got all turned around. But So we've got River Street. Where is it that we're thinking that we want to head down between well, Maine and Broadway? Well, we either want to go in there at the, at the railroad bridge or go like we normally do, only go upstream instead of downstream. Okay. Yeah, because I've never made it that far up. I mean, I made it, yeah, not not anywhere near where they're showing no, those dark you've shades. Up, you've only gone up a couple of houses. But you wish you could read what that was. Which was? Those two dark shapes. Oh, I've got that on another map. I just oh. I just tried to get that so you guys could take a look at something. Yeah. One says Dakota and something. Yeah. And the other one, uh, I can't make that one out. Now, that says, you know, actually, if you look at that, isn't that a mill race? Is that logging? Not sure. Did you get the other picture yet? Not yet. Let me. Because uh, that'll be modern day. And if you, it's the dive site from the air. You follow the river around. You can see the houses by the river. You can see the, the um, YMCA. And opposite the YMCA is the river. That's where the area is that we're talking. Mm-hmm. But you'll see that when you get that. I'm trying to find where there was another access. And I think I just spotted it. I'll be darned. Son of a gun. All right, I think there is another access, guys. And it's got a concrete way in front of it. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing the overhead. Now, that kind of overlays nicely with the... Okay. Now, if you go up to where the gym is, you know, the new gym? You yep. know where that is? Yep. All right, blow that up. And right when you look at the river in front of it, you're going to see a concrete wall. Yeah, I see Almost that. directly in front of it. And off to the left of the wall, it looks like a road to the water line. I just spotted yep. that. I didn't see it. Yep, Which yep, goes yep. that map we just looked at. I got to go back there now and find out because that'd be ideal to get in go right in front. Yeah, it's mostly grown up, so you don't see it too often. Right, and that's why I like to fly during the winter because you can get this kind of picture. Huh. But I'm looking at that, and it says mill run, mill race. So that's got to either be they had a creek they diverted to move stuff up and down. Yeah. And then those, if you look, that mill run goes into those two businesses so i'm thinking they either needed something where they needed a little water to run like they had a you know a flour mill or some sort of plant that needed the power yeah or they were going the other way where they that canal or run was lower than the river and they would use that to draw river off water off to do some other process so it'd be interesting to see because that it looks like it runs that like down the middle of a road so they probably just paved over it. No, that road's still there. You can see it. I can see it in that picture, that aerial picture. I will go check that out. Oh, that goes back to by the golf course, doesn't it? Uh, which one are you looking at now? I'm following that that those lines that say Mill Run. Oh, okay. Right there by Pukagan Street. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. See, and that goes now, it looks like, into, that would yeah. be, there's actually a road. The road now is called Canal Street. Ha, that makes sense. And that goes along Plym Park. And Canal Street ends, and I bet you what it is, 
is that Canal Street was a canal, yeah. or they had a street along a canal. Yeah. yeah. Well, they usually did because if you're doing, you know, that Erie Canal, the horse would tow tow the barge or whatever. Yeah. You'd want a walkway or a path. Well, I wonder if those that could have been a mill, and then they would have floated the sawed boards down. You know, would have dragged them along the canal to either be made into something or. You know, like if they had a cooper or something that was could use it or stack it up. Yeah. And then there's kind of like a little – and then that canal kind of butts up. It kind of does like a little 90 degree there by the train track. Mm-hmm. Well, food for thought. That's why you know, I was trying to do a little bit of that. Put our collective heads together and figure out what we want to do. What's interesting is how many of those streets – oh, I know what happened. 31 came through. So they would have been little tiny roads. They just kind of co-opted what they could and then made a business district along the 31. Oh. Right. So Front Street kind of got straight out. Yeah, but not a whole lot. No, not. I mean, that, that's still pretty close to the way it lays today in that little section. It's neat how they renamed some streets. Like they have <laughs> one They have one that's East Wayne Street, and that used to be High Street. Yeah. And then I think the... Now they got a tunnel that doesn't that goes under the train track, don't they? And that's a fairly old one. Yeah, that is. It's made out of stone. So that probably would have been there about that time of that drawing. You want a different picture of the St. Joe River? <laughs> sure. Uh, I just made one. Hang on a second. Let me save this. I'll make it low compression so we can send it. Oh, that's so interesting. Carpenters and joiners, cabinet makers. Oh, yes. Where are you seeing that? It's on that first drawing that, that had the canal, the mill race run in it. But you, you just look at that and you're thinking how logical that used to be when they would lay out a town. I mean, you had stuff mm-hmm. near where it was used. You know, we put stuff wherever willy-nilly. Well, because transport, transport was a big one. Remember, they put it where it's easiest to move something to and from. By yeah. The river. Yeah. Okay. Am I gotta remember what I just call oh, what I just was gonna send you now. Another aerial picture. No, this was a older map again. Oh. Well, a different picture of the Saint Joe River, of the the mouth of the river. I hate it when I retitle it. Now I can't find it. Oh, Saint Joe River later years. Let's call that one. All right. Saint Joe River, another picture. Okay. I'll go back to if I can figure out what I just said. <laughs> uh, say when you get it. Okay, I just got it. When you're looking downstream, the St. Joe River sure looks different than it does today. Now, this is looks, I'd say, by the typography, the early 1900s. Yes. I don't remember the year on that one, but it's got to be, I thought, 1903. Yeah, I'm going to say between, like, 1900 and 1920 that's where just the way they're they're lettering they're trying to be a little bit more modern see that railroad track it goes to the b under benton harbor yeah all right that's right up where we dive our turkey dive right there used to be a swing bridge that's where we used to get the lanterns off of okay but you can see the the river going into it which is the uh, pawpaw river that one off to the right parallel to railroad track is the ship canal that railroad track is still not, is not there, but the bed is still there. The one above it is the current one that is still in existence today. Obviously, the railroad spur that goes across the river is no longer there. 
in the spur that went through Industrial Island is not there. But take a look at Industrial Island and see how weird that looked. Yeah. So that had to have been real. I mean, and you kind of see the trend right now. If it wasn't for the, I mean, if you had a couple dry seasons and you got some plants started, it could easily look like that. Oh, yeah. Now, how far did they bring the ships up? Did they bring the ships up along that track there? Uh, the second one, well, the ship canal is where the Morton and Graham, that's where the Jacora used to be. Right. And, so, mm-hmm. so that's, so if looking on this map, you have that first one, which is the turn bridge. And then you've got, is that actually, did the train, or is that a pier? That's that for the train one is, that was the, tra- that's the original turn bridge. Right. But then there's like something where it's not, doesn't quite have the hash lines like you would expect to see for if it was a train. So I'm almost wondering if it was a standing pier that was out there in the middle of the river. You mean the one that goes down the middle and splits it? Yeah. Yeah, that was a pier because then you had dockage on both sides. Yeah, so it kind of ended at the, the train didn't go out on it, but it ended there. So they probably could, you know, have stuff unloaded from the spur and then put it on the, okay. And then. Because they hadn't probably probably hadn't dredged that far up, and then if you look out at the pier, they've really lengthened the north pier more by south, this time. So yes, right, correct. So the south pier, which is originally what had the original lighthouse, is now being overtaken actually, no, by the. Actually, no. <laughs> you know where the lighthouses were? Downtown St. Joe on the Bluff. Well, that one drawing that I had showed the uh, the lighthouse on the south pier. Yeah, if you've got one, but that's let's. I went back to. I was looking for that too. Because it, uh, it showed, it showed it. It it wasn't didn't look like much. I mean, the North Pier was even longer, but it had it said. Uh, let me see if I can find that one again. Okay, 1832, the lighthouse was established. 1924, the primary light was still in St. Joe on the top of a house, and I had a wow. Picture. So they'd had a primary light on the house, and then they'd had. Like one at the end of the pier, maybe. The illumination one. And the reason the captains liked it on the bluff up is because they could see it 22 miles out. And they said when the storm was bad and you're in a trough and you got fog, mm-hmm. you cannot see the shoreline. Therefore, you can't see the ones they put up on the light on the piers. That's why they wanted them not to shut the one down that was up on the bluff. Mm. The, the first steel lighthouse was 1906. And that was the outer light, light on the pier. But it was more like they used to have on the on the South Pier. Remember the light, not a lighthouse per se. But more like a framework with a light on top. Right, correct. And they, they had that because you have your two lights. So the captain's out. If they had the white above the red or the red, white on top of it, they knew they were on a track. It was left or right. They knew they were off. Right. Just like the landing system for an airplane now. Mm-hmm. You know, white over white, high as a kite. Red over red, you're dead. Red over <laughs> white, that's right. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm here just chattering away. I've just been having fun looking this crap up, and it's like I want to go play. <laughs> I know we just need to get like a big icebreaker and some dry suits, and we could dive all year round. Well, or just like we're doing, plotting it, getting some areas. And then when the weather is good, you go on the big lake. When it ain't, you use the river. Well, yeah, but see, I I like to plan it and then prove the plan. <laughs> Okay, well, it's 11.02. Yeah. So. Well, I hope you enjoyed the pictures. I think they're useful, and uh, it's going to help us out down the road. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. 
I'm going to try and swing by there because I drive right by that uh, section of road, Mac, and I'll try and stop by there either on my way to or from work tomorrow and look and see if that road is actually there. Yeah. I, I suspect that, okay. yeah, it's it's not visible from the um, from the road, and I think there's a guardrail up along that section. But if you were to get off and look down through the brush the way it looks from that aerial, I'll bet you it's there. Well, and, and that aerial sure makes it look like it's there. Yeah. I don't know why I missed it before, and it's like, whoa. Yep, yep. All right, well, guys, I'm going to punch out, and yep. uh, I will talk to you all later. Sounds good. Don't get you uh, too much. Well, anybody gets any pictures, if somebody had given to me, I'll update the Facebook, the, the club site. Oh, okay. Okay. The last okay. time, I haven't done that yet because I was looking for pictures. Oh, I